Hey, it's Brendan Gennetti, and you're listening to Music You're Missing. Before we get into it, I want to give a very special shout out to the Bridge app for sponsoring this episode. If you're an independent artist and you haven't checked out Bridge, you've got to get on this. Bridge is the world's first matching platform for music creators powered by psychology. Unlike other matching sites, Bridge takes into consideration not only your location, but also your personality and your skill set. Bridge is designed to get to know you as an artist and match you with other collaborators that will make great songs with you. I know you know my girl, Cara Diaguardi. She is a Grammy-nominated songwriter. She co-founded this project to bridge the gap between you and other artists and really break down the walls in the music industry. Bridge is building a really strong community of creators, and their beta app is launching this month. So go check them out on Instagram. It's at Bridge App. Bridge is spelled with two eyes. I promise you this is a safe, empowered community where creators are in control. Now, without further ado, I am so happy to bring you Magic City Hippies. I'm actually a pretty new fan of theirs, and if you know me, you know that this is exactly my vibe. They're in the process of rolling out a new album called Water Your Garden, and they've experienced like this weird car accident-based viral moment uh, for their latest track, which also just so happens to be my favorite track of theirs. So you can hear that streaming right now on top of the music you're missing Spotify playlist. If you like what you hear, they're also playing at Big Night live here in Boston on Thursday, January 20th. So just head over to bignightlive.com and you can buy tickets to the show. I'll see you there. Um, all right, I'm going to shut up now and let's get Magic City Hippies on the line. Where are you guys? You're in Miami? We're in Miami right now. Yep. We're in our, our studio spot called the, the Bridge here in like Model City and like, uh, yeah, like kind of close, close-ish to like downtown Miami, north side. Word. Okay. So you guys formed in Miami. Are we originally from there? I am originally from there. Okay. I am the only true Miamian in the band. Um, but they, I think, you know. These are two Florida boys, though. Yeah. John's from, from Sarasota. Sarasota, okay. that's right. But I've lived here for 13 years now. So this feels like my real home. Yeah. yeah. I've lived, uh, I'm from Chicago, but lived in Miami for 12 years. Yeah, they're unofficial Miamians. Pretty close to official at this point. So... So doing my research, it, it, was it your intention to do this? I feel like you were gigging and you kind of just like happened to work together and it just worked out, right? Yeah. It, was, it was definitely just fun. It was definitely just something something to do, a way to get out and be allowed in a bar. <laughs> and <laughs> and, uh, and um, yeah, like it was, it was, it was definitely not like the, the amount of uh, diligence and like, you know, the routine and like the hard work we put into it over the years is definitely not that way at first, which is important because we just, we were just having a lot of fun together yeah. and, and uh, there's, it was built on a natural, I think, musical chemistry, but it was definitely totally unrehearsed. Like we would just go play for four hours, get pretty hammered, honestly, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, um, and just play, play along and kind of feel a lot of freedom with like these versions of, of covers, um, like hip hop covers and sublime covers and old school, reggae covers and some new stuff or whatever that Robbie had this like repertoire of that, you know, he used to just do with a loop station and, you know, I joined in on drums and eventually John was actually playing bass. And then, um, yeah, I, I had been producing for a while for like rapper <laughs> friends of mine and stuff like that. And it was like, I really wanted to try to produce like Robbie's original songs yeah. and, uh, was kind of bad at it for a little while. And then something started to click um, in like the summer, like 2012, um, we made a couple things that when we put them online, you know, people responded and yeah, that was kind of the beginning of like the official journey of it. But before that for over, for what, two years? 
Yeah. This one time I flew out to Pat's parents' place and I <laughs> stayed in his basement and we cooked up a couple songs and uh, we no one has ever heard them. No before. one's ever heard those. <laughs> nope. Not yet, yeah, though. Uh, right. Honestly, yeah, I would yeah, love yeah. to hear that. I So yeah. I'm actually a, a pretty new fan of you guys um, and I actually am so happy I found you. Uh, you guys are like the exact type of music that I like. Um, I recently saw, do you guys know Polo and Pawn? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bro, I went to their show. I, I'm so fucking annoying when I talk about it, but like I've literally never been moved that much by an artist. Like it was the best show ever, and I've been looking for that high, and I know that you guys are going to give it to me on the on January 20th. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, yes, so do you guys bring out, how many instruments do you, do you got with you? You have like a, like are we electronic instruments in, in production, and do we bring them all yeah, out live? There's pretty much no regard for that. Um, when we make the records, yeah. right? So it's just kind of whatever, however many layers and, and synth sounds, and some program stuff, a lot of obviously like electric guitar and and electric bass and stuff like that. Uh, live, it's five piece. Word. So it's because um, in the studio, it's the three of us and live it's, it's you know, Robbie on vocals and guitar, John on guitar. Um, it's been me on drums and then uh, and then keys that also doubles as a third guitar and then... Um, than a bass with also a synth bass. So it's like everyone's kind of expanding their setup beyond just one instrument, almost everybody. And then, yeah, there's 808s. You know what I mean? There's there's like... Here's a dumb there's question. There's like tracked elements. Yeah. What's so a, it is electronic a, a little bit, but it's a rock show, I'd say. What's a, what's a synth bass? Oh, so a synth bass is just uh, like a keyboard, but, you know, instead of making maybe gotcha. a higher... A okay. higher pitch timbre, it, it plays like the deep stuff, like Dope. deep sub bass, the stuff that shakes your rumbles your soul yeah, we that. were talking about this earlier and pat kind of uh, you know spoke on it for a second that the the way we make our records is is uh you know robbie brings in a song and past the producer and then we are also our house studio musicians mm-hmm. and as such when you're when you're making the record it is you know we're just passing around instruments trying to make the best part and then live we have to make it work you yeah. know so it's it's a very we we kind of start from the backward backwards through the process compared to how it has done you know for the last 50 60 years uh but i think it makes the show something unique it's something to kind of to, to marvel at and how it all we, we we actually managed i think to get the 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 essence of the songs live even though there is i imagine because you asked about how many instruments are bringing because yeah. there is so much going on in those songs right yeah and uh you know with, with the five of us on there and a little sprinkling of uh tracks in there uh i think it really is larger than life when you go to see the show how much of a creative input do you have on the visuals because that's such an important part for your type of music uh a lot yeah um <laughs> i mean we're yeah we're totally 100 percent independent um you know we're not with a, a label or a major publisher or anything like that um and so everything's kind of self you know funded for the most part, you know, from what from what comes in from people listening to the music, from streams, from selling merch, from playing shows, uh, and so when we want to make a video, it's it comes down to like every every dollar and like yeah. how how are we going to make it look and like planning the concept is something we obviously it's very much a conversation with who we decide to work with video by video, you know, as the director. But yeah, we we discuss that a lot and we go you know shopping at Goodwill and thrift stores and whatever and try to get these color palettes and these like seventies or whatever, you know, (laughs) clothes. And, um, yeah, that's like a fun part of like, there's, I don't know if there's a ton of continuity, um, through 
all the videos lately, but it's just we kind of get to go song by song with the aesthetic and see if they're you know see if we can pull off something, you know, out of pocket that that enhances the experience of listening to the song. Ideally, I really love the new visuals that you have for some of your newest releases. I think those are like they very much so match the Sonics, and it, it is exactly what I kind of wanted to see. Um, so you guys are rolling out you. your new upcoming album, Water Your Garden. First album you guys created separately was the whole thing done separate no just that i was well, sorry i don't want to say no the 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 genesis of the songs were were creating okay. demos that you know most of the songs on this one robbie wrote i wrote like three of them uh and uh, we send them in and this time they were like because they were demos that we made at home they're a little more produced you know and then it goes to pat and he's kind of he's the, the 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 engine in the machine in the mind here that really makes it into what you hear on the record you know cool Cool. And, and we, when we meet up in person, I think it's pretty, I like, it was very evident this time around because it was before, before this album, um, it was always, it was us all, the three of us still living here together in Miami and, you know, seeing each other on like, like what felt like a daily basis, you know, it was like three or four nights a week and pretty consistently, you know, for years. Um, and so that was just this process that kind of took care of itself. Like stuff would, accidents would happen. Some idea would be brought up as a joke, but it would stick, you know, like all those, those little chaos, beautiful chaos, like things yeah, that yeah. happen. And when you work remotely, it's a little bit more, there's, there leaves less room for that. You kind of like overthink your thing before you send it to show it to other people via email or whatever. So it was, yeah, everything got started like that remotely. And we got I. I would get these demos from them that they already had a sense of direction to them. So a lot of them already had some drum programming and whatever, and then got to like pull it in another direction, but it would still sound like this. They'd still sound very unrelated, like all the songs, you know, like not like, like a group of songs by mm -hmm. us. And then once we met, met up together, that's when like things would, those next like few steps would, would happen where it's like, Oh, suddenly it starts to gel into like kind of our sound. Do you think you're going to take this process with you in a non-COVID world? Or are you guys going to kind of go back to the OG creation? I I, I think it's inevitable. Um, it's also like the has to do with the title of the album, Water Your Garden, was obviously taken from the, the title track that John wrote um, that we had, you know, Maya as a feature on. But it's also um, kind of, it's, it's, the reason we chose that as the album title based on all the track titles was it felt like that's what, you know, we were doing. I mean, obviously it was, it was a choice made beyond a personal choice with the pandemic and yeah, everything, yeah. but yeah, everyone, you know, lived where they felt they wanted to and needed to, you know, with their partners in three separate cities. I was in LA, Robbie was in, in Bozeman, Montana, and John was here in Miami and, you know, we're kind of taking, taking care of our, our nest and our yeah. personal lives after years of like, after very, a year of very intense touring, and festivals um and it's like we're watering you know our garden and it's kind of an enlightening thing of like oh, okay it can be this way like it doesn't have to be something that's always taking you away um you know from your your homeostasis or this or that like there, there is a way there there is a way to find a balance in like in the pursuit of like success in this like lifestyle um and so yeah i do i do think it's and I mean, it's, it's going to be harder to get people to like go back to convince people they have to go back to offices and yeah. stuff too, because the, the world did keep turning, right? You know. And I think it's—I mean, when you have that creative influence of so Bozeman, I'm, I'm very familiar with. I, I can imagine being in that area adds a whole other element to the creative process. 
a hundred percent. Um, so many of the songs I wrote, like riding my electric bike in the snow around that, the mountains, um, you know, it's a totally different landscape to kind of like open your creative mind and stuff. I still want to live in Miami part time and go record with Pat in LA, you know, mm -hmm. that's like the dream that I envision. And it's just a different flavor, uh, you know. I, I, you're almost spoiled seeing palm trees in like 70 degree weather on the beach all the time, you know. It's kind of nice to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, now you appreciate it more when you come back. Uh, Bozeman, I, let's talk about more. I So I lived, um, it got cut short because of COVID, but I lived in Big Sky for a minute. Mm. Um, and honestly, it's funny you mentioned the bike. The first day I was there, someone got eaten by a bear on a bike. Um, oh, so, but that was kind of watch, like watch out, Robbie. Watch yeah. out. Oh, it's definitely a thing when I'm riding around. I see signs posted like bear sighting yeah. and stuff. It's wild. It's like literally right in my neighborhood. Robbie's going way too fast on that thing for any bear. <laughs> He's got like, a little motorized bike that he rides. They, it's, uh, it's it's awesome. they like don't prepare you. I mean, I don't know who they yeah. would be in this situation, but I yeah. did not know that bears were that prevalent. You have to be strapped with bear spray at all times. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Maybe the bears should have told you, you know? Like the <laughs> it's bear committee could have, yeah, put out an advertisement. Me, the one going into their environment. Um, so you guys have played in Boston a few times. This is actually your biggest venue. Congrats. That's yeah. like some yeah. serious growth over quarantine. What's your relationship like with Boston? We, we've played a few different venues there now. Um, what was that? I forget what was the first Bright, one we played. Uh, Bright Once Music Ballroom Hall. Or ONCE Ballroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, we um, played there, yeah. We play, and we played. Uh, we played Paradise Rock Club a couple right. times. Yep. Now it was. It's always cool to go from opening to playing your, it yourself because the first time we went there, we were opening for Hippocampus, and then the next time we came nice. through, we were playing there as, as a headliner. That felt good. Um, I will say, actually, random memory popped in my head. The bass I bought I, at a at a secondhand shop in Boston. I bought this knockoff Hoffner, like Hoffner's, mm -hmm. like the Paul McCartney looking bass. Right, it looks like a violin. Um, I bought like a Japanese knockoff by this company called American. It's just a sticker on it, <laughs> but it was from the stick from the sixties. And normally, you know, one of those from the sixties would be like very expensive. But since this thing was like just a well-made Japanese knockoff, it was, I got it for like pretty cheap. Um, and I love the way it sounds. I, that was just something I picked up randomly in Boston and that's all over, um, our music now. It's really? I was going like to ask that if it made it every tune. Yeah. So that bass, that bass was a Boston little Boston find. Wow. That's a little uh, stage tidbit for you. If you need some, some talking time. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this bass. <laughs> While I'm tuning it up. You know. you know what is another tidbit that you guys, I think is, I, I feel bad saying that it's funny, but champagne on the rider, the rear ending situation that happened. Oh yeah. How did, how did that video come across to you? Like when did you, how did we you paid, figure that out? That guy, a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah was that, was that planned marketing? Yeah, that's our PR, our PR doing clever things. No, I, I think, uh, I don't know how we, it was in the comments a bunch. Like, so like the comment, like, so we made the, the like music video with green screen and like this animation and stuff, right? This is a trippy music video um, with uh, this amazing dude, Cam out in London. And then we had that up with the song. And I, at least with me finding it, I don't know if you guys found it earlier or something. It was just like, it was in the YouTube comments where people were like, oh, I'm here from like the rear-ended while well, vibing I was confused at first. I didn't understand what they were yeah. talking about. I thought it was like dirty. And I just literally <laughs> typed that into YouTube. I typed rear-ended while vibing. And then sure enough, I the first thing I clicked was like that, you know, that song playing with that dude. Oh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Otisor, I think. Um, you know, driving with, 
I never, I didn't realize people just have dash cams just for like, I don't know, insurance purposes or yeah. whatever. Or, <laughs> I certainly don't, I don't know. I, I would hate to watch footage of myself driving, but, um, <laughs> the but things yeah, I do while I should cam. be driving. Yeah. But he had his dash cam and, uh, he's, he's definitely vibing. It was awesome watching him vibe to, that, to our song. And then, yeah, he, you can tell he's kind of paranoid about what's going on with the driver behind him that seemed like they're like not paying full attention. And then all of a sudden he gets rear-ended, but he's just like, doesn't he barely reacts, you know, he's just really like chill. Super, doesn't even super turn off chill. The song. <laughs> it, does, it takes him a little while to like turn the song off. <laughs> he's still vibing even after the, yeah, after he's the still event. Still vibing. Did yeah. that guy already have a big following or did that? No, video no, not at all. Viral? No, that yeah, was that his most viral. viral video. I think it, I could, I think, I think it's got like collab. It's got like a lot of. It's got millions of. Dude, millions. You got yeah, it. Yeah, maybe a million. He plays. So I did have an idea. He he plays some instrument. I think he plays guitar, and he was shredding to one of your songs on it. And I was yeah, like, yeah, hey, to that to that gotta, song. Yeah, 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 we gotta get a content content. That's idea the second that. thing. It has almost it has almost a million there you go. views on YouTube. I don't know if it's hit uh, the talk. I don't know if it's yeah. hit yeah, TikTok, we, but that would you know that maybe that's what we need, but. I, yeah, that was that was such a uh, I don't, like you can't you know you can't buy that kind of random market. Like I think we have a lot of people coming out. To, like I've seen comments and stuff on our Instagram where people are like bought tickets to your show from the yeah <laughs> like found you guys from the rear end of all vibing thing. You know it's like no. great. Awesome. The shitty thing is I know someone's gonna hear this and be like, all right, I gotta do this for my artist. Like who can we hire? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, that is that's I'm I'm glad though. That was one of my questions. I was curious if you did see growth from that. I'm, yeah, I don't know if it's you know if it's moved the <laughs> needle super far, but like definitely like as far as just direct people engagement, like new fans announcing themselves uh, in comments and stuff is like I found you guys from that rear end video. That's awesome. Uh, but, definitely a, at least a hundred of those. So champagne on the rider, genuinely, obviously, I I listened to your whole catalog to get familiar with it, but I, that honestly is one of my favorite tracks of yours. Um, love it. What? Tell me this. I don't feel like people listening don't know what a rider is. What is on your rider? Mm. Champagne. St- champagne. Well, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So we, uh, so, uh, Stella Artois. St- we, nice. we have like, we have, uh, like 36 Stellas on Fridays. We have a bottle of gin on Saturdays. We have a bottle of tequila. Got to mix it up. Um, ice limes, uh, per- Perrier, cups. Perrier, lots of Perrier. Um, they go. There's always a giant case. Of then we have place. food. Yeah, there's like all hummus and veggies. Nice uh, bananas and apples. Um, it's it's mostly just for us. Like those cayenne, like ginger shots. Oh yeah. yes, that's oh, awesome. nice. Oh, kombucha. Uh, that actually helps yeah. when you're a little hungover. A little kombucha to settle the stomach a little bit goes a long way. Nipple ice. Yeah. We also have. Um, <laughs> You may be wondering what that is. I'm yeah, actually super curious. Yeah, that's, that's, the that's big one question. of those. What do you call it? A red herring? Yeah, <laughs> I don't, yeah. It's where our tour manager puts on there to make sure the house. Uh, Just to make sure they read it, and if, yeah. and if people have fun with it, sometimes they actually do uh, supply nipple, nipple ice. and they label it, you know, nipple, nipple ice. ice. I'm like, wow, thank you, yeah. thank you very much. I hope you guys, yeah. I hope you guys start icing them up uh, out of courtesy, <laughs> <laughs> out of respect. That's uh, yeah, yeah, we requested as a joke, yeah. and then we're like, oh, actually, 
you know, I understand. We need this. Yeah. We need some <laughs> nip yeah. On this winter tour. Yeah, on this sure. winter tour, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I've, I've dealt with some writers in the past. None of them. That, yours is very normal. I think my funniest one that I always say is Mike Posner. He asked for cans of beans and he just never ate them. So I just had to supply this man with like 15 Heinz cans of beans. Then they just stayed there in the, in the green room. Nipple ice. I yeah. think that's his nipple <laughs> You think that's his nipple ice, the beans? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's like a test, right? It's like where like just to know, to be able to trust that everything everything else is fulfilled. I mean, that's the whole story about Van Halen, right? Like they, yeah. they said, uh, no brown M&Ms or something like that. Yeah. Like, and so they would just, I guess the point was they had all this other stuff that was very important, like safety wise, like these, this catwalk and all this stuff. And if they went into the, the green room and there were brown M&Ms and the thing, they know that maybe, you know, maybe, uh, everything else isn't really taken care of. Yeah, the show set up by carnies or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, how cold is it in Boston right now? Uh, it's pretty cold. Oh, it, yeah, we we were having a give me a number. Give me a number. Give me a number. Someone Fahrenheit. Twenty yesterday. Jesus Christ! It, <laughs> and it, it we just had our first snowfall, and it's definitely sticking. So get Here ready for that. Go. Awesome. Yeah, oh, we're ready. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I I get cold very easily. John's gonna put on a three long johns. I, I wear long underwear and yeah. a thermal shirt once it gets below like seventy, and I just wear it the entire time <laughs> on the road. Never no takes what. it off. Yeah. So you know, we're I you know I got my boots and everything, but I'm trying to mentally prepare because I looked it up the other day a couple of the places on the routes, uh, places on the route, and I was like, wow. Here we go. We've been in a winter tour in two years. You know, yeah. we were really hardened. Maybe got a little soft the last two years because <laughs> we were road hogs two years ago. Yeah. I remember just being like, "I, we are just flying through this right now. We are killing it." And now maybe at home in Miami, my blood's gotten a little warmer or colder, whatever, whichever one that would be. <laughs> well, no, I mean it sucks when you're here because it's not like no offense, it's not like beautiful. Like the snow's not beautiful in the city like it is in like Montana. So it's just shitty. It's just cold. Mm and dirty <laughs> not to really Boston's not so sell you cold. Um, but so cold last time we were there it's like that was really really cold <laughs> a lot of times we're coming off of new york and we're like pretty hung over and then it's like oh mm. my god here is like snow like because it, it, it wouldn't be snowing in new york it's still cold cold when we get there and like ah oh, this helps this is a good part of my hangover right now <laughs> rejuvenating Too short, wait, it was was it was it the last time actually the last time i played boston we were super sick oh my god it was pre-pandemic. That's what I remember the most is that was my sickest show playing. No way. Boston. I think it was Paradise. It was, that was yeah. Paradise. Yeah. Robbie's voice was gone, but we, oh, man, totally. we went up there <laughs> and we <laughs> we did our we did our best. Are you like yeah. dreading it when you're in the moment? Like, are you very aware that you feel like shit while on stage? Yeah, I mean, you're pumped full of drugs and you know you're ready to go. <laughs> you know, it, it means a lot more medicine. Like medicine. Yeah. <laughs> it means it means a lot yeah, more. We just, for Robbie. we just uh, yeah, we just like inject Robbie with the get back <laughs> out on the field. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Robbie's singing lead. You know, he sings the entire show, and uh, you know, I'll play. I got very used to playing shows sick. Now, post pandemic, you kind of think a little more about your health in a different way. Yeah. Um, I don't post the right word, but as where we are now, right. And uh, so, you know, I, I've had a show where I drank like 17 balls of water on stage because my throat was bothering me and I had to like turn around and blow my nose a bunch. And that's very not rock and roll, but that's totally different than like the Robbie's physical instrument is it needs to be well oiled. And, you know, yeah. like it's so I'm always I always have such respect for Robbie when I see him up there, like 
getting through it. Yeah, I, I, it hasn't. It didn't happen really on the last tour at all. I think we're taking better care of ourselves. But definitely in the past, I've well, seen we had Robert. to be in a in a preemptive COVID bubble and not seeing anybody, right. and somehow still, <laughs> in spite of that, we still got like we didn't see anybody. We didn't like you know I don't know. It was just a matter of. Uh, I think like playing some venues where you could really just be isolated and other venues where it's like, uh, Oh, well the green room's on this side and the stage is on this side. So we have to walk through this entire crowd of like variably masked people. Yeah. Yeah, But those rules, yeah, we do, we do have better tour habits in like for sure. Versus like the, you you quickly learn that even though that's maybe the party night for the crowd every night, you know, like that's the night that they're coming out. That's the week night they're going to come out and go to the show. Yeah. You cannot, you cannot party um, six nights a week. Yeah. <laughs> you, you will, you will not make it. That's interesting um, to hear though, because you know, I feel like everyone just kind of assumes that, especially this genre that you're, you know, you're a little gone on stage in a, in a, in a polite way. <laughs> not like oh, no, trashed. I just, if we have a, I, you know, Robbie doesn't drink or smoke before the show because he he had he used to and he, uh, that's such a respect to Robert for doing that. Like Rob, you know, I'll have a couple of gin and tonics and we'll smoke a little bit before going stage. Um, but we, you know, we or take what we do kind of pretty seriously at the same time. It's one of those things that like you know what it's like to to have a show that isn't the best one, you know. Yeah, and you learn that way early on, way like when we we're you know first hitting the road or even here in Miami, you know. And so when we go up there, it's just, it's a laser, you know, we're definitely up there. Even had a couple of drinks. If I have the most alive and like electric and all, all, all my neurons are firing in full cylinders, you know? Yeah. You, I'm, you also never know who's in the crowd. Never know uh, what could, what could come from a good set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will definitely pound three beers after the set. Though. Oh, me like, instantly. <laughs> Uh, so that being said, new year, what are our goals for the new year? Um, it seems like you guys are super established and like you also are kind of at a fun point in your career where you can finally hit the road again. Biggest venues yet. I'm excited to see what's happening. I wonder what your actual goals are though. Mm. I would love to see what comes out. I mean, just because we, there was a pandemic and because, um, you know, it's harder to, to get on fest, like you, you're not prioritized to get on festival lineups if you don't kind of have a, you know, a new body of work that you're pushing because we're, we're coming out of the gate, you know, with the, with the, the rest of the full length uh, on the 21st, right? On the 21st, the album comes out. Um, I'm excited to see what, what, you know, festivals, you know, pop up for the rest of the year. That's always a lot of fun to just kind of get yeah. that in your inbox throughout the year and, and see what the summer, the spring and the summer are going to look like. Um, that those are also such like, uh, I don't know. I don't have a better word for like a, me- a melting pot of, <laughs> of, of artists. Well, it's just cool. Like go to be in the artist area at like, you know, Bono oh, yeah. or whatever. And it's just something, oh, yeah. and it's something that, you know, that's a festival that missed, you know, two years in a row. So I'm just, I'm hoping that, you know, I, I really, I really hope that things look up, you know, the rest of this year and that, you know, the festival circuit gets to, to return to normal. Cause that's something I think we enjoy a lot and we hope to be a part of with, with the new record out and everything. So I, I, as far as goals, I would just, I would say that's something. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll I feel when we get to play in the road, I feel very connected to, to who, who I am, you know, I, something about being on the road. I feel like fulfilling my life's purpose. I just realized also the day we play Boston at midnight, that night, the record will come out. 
Oh shit. Yeah, I just looked it up. So yeah, we're gonna play that show and end and what while we're like packing up our shit or whatever, the record's gonna come out. You That's know, so gonna exciting. Be, it's gonna be a big night. I'm I'm looking forward to that. Wow. Big night at big night. Well well yeah, yeah. I I'm have to I'm gonna have to spread that word and maybe we'll have a little celebration for you guys. Oh. Sweet. Oh, 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 we'll have a fun after party, actually. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think you know, pending the world is uh, finally up and running. That being on the festival lineup is very realistic for you guys, and I know I will definitely be in attendance. Uh, but yeah, guys, thank you so much for calling in. This has been awesome. I'm so excited to see you guys January 20th at Big Night Live, and as we just found out, we're celebrating the release of Water Your Garden. So yeah, thanks for calling in. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Thank um, you so much, man. Absolutely. So happy to have Magic City Hippies on the show. As I said, I honestly, I, I found them recently. Normally, I have people on the show who I've, I've been following for a while, but Magic City Hippies, I'm kind of new to. And like I said, they really are my exact type of music. And I'm so stoked to see them um, next week and, and hear their new album when it comes out if you liked this episode and you want to listen to more of their tracks head over to music you're missing the spotify playlist we just put our favorite tracks from their new album wander your garden on top of the playlist and a special thank you to bridge for sponsoring this episode again if you are a creative in the music industry Go follow the Bridge app on Instagram. It's B-R-I-I-D-G-E. And they'll keep you in the loop when they roll out their beta app. All right. That's all for me. Go have a good day. Bye. <laughs>